evening and welcome back to Reflect for Faith Podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining me again this evening. And I am ready to delve into God's Word. So yesterday we gave a little intro and you got to know me just a little bit and a little about how God's Word was working in my life and how we are on this journey together to chase God with all our hearts. So today, since I took you to my favorite verses yesterday. Today, I want to take you to my favorite chapter in the Bible. And no, it's not Jeremiah 29, but it is in Psalms, Psalms 139, actually. And we're going to delve into that just a little bit this evening and get to know ourselves just a little bit better and where we stand with God and how God sees us as so vital and so important to Him. I think at that point in our lives and our relationships, when we're at a crossroads and, and, and we don't know where our identity is and we seek it out and we seek it in other places, we have to understand that we have to find our identity in Christ. And the best way I can explain finding your identity in Christ is in Psalms 139. And it is a Psalms of David. And David is at a point in his life that he has just really started to feel the shame of his error and his sins with having an affair with Bathsheba, having hit her husband sent off to the front lines of the war. So he's really just like in agony in this first part of this chapter. And this is going to be a two-part series because we won't get through all of the verses. So let's examine... David's heart, and then we can reflect a little bit and see if this is somewhere where your heart's at today. So let's start with Psalms 139, verse 1, and it says, O Lord, you have searched me and you have known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O oh Lord, you know it all together. Isn't it amazing? You know, before a thought even enters our mind, before we even can, as fast as those uh, neurological synapses go from our mind, it pops up in our mind, and then we're going to spit it out of our mouth. You know, a lot of times I say to myself, I don't have a filter, and, and maybe you don't have a filter sometimes, but God even knows those words going to hit that tongue that's going to come out of that mouth without that filter and and fill you full of regret. So God even knows those. Um, it says, going on together, even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Oh, where shall I flee from your presence? Well, first off, let's go and look at the first six. You know, here it is, it's telling us, God, you know where I'm going before. You know where I've been. You know the situations I've been through. You know, God knows the mistakes that we've made. God knows the decisions, the bad choices, the oh, I want to really get mad at this person and just let them have it. And he knows those thoughts and those tongues and, and, and everything that's happening to us. And he knows that it's going to be there. But he still puts a hand on us. 
He still brings us his love and his mercy. He still is willing to give us wisdom. And, and David says, you know, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. It's almost it's me, myself, when, you know, one of the reasons that this is my favorite scripture is because it is hard for me to fathom that God knows every thought, everything that I'm going to say, every decision I'm going to make, every good choice, bad choice, mediocre choice that I'm going to do. He knows the roles in life I'm going to take. He knows the jobs I'm going to take. He knows the road that I'm going to try to take home because I want to create a different synapsis in my brain, so I'm going to go a different way. He knows on the days that I'm going to do that. So, yeah, I can totally relate to David and how he is just in awe of God already knows what's going on. And this kind of goes back to the scripture that I gave you yesterday. He knows the plans that he has for us. He knows the decisions that we're going to make. He knows when we're going to veer away from those plans. He knows when we're going to reject those plans. But he also knows when we're going to embrace those plans. So I'm kind of like David right here. I'm just like, man, that much knowledge for me to even know about my personal self is more knowledge than I can even grasp myself let alone grasp the fact that God already knows all of that. Keep going. Verse 7, Psalms 139.7. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? He right then is saying, okay, I can't hide from you, God. Where am I going to go? Because, you know, sometimes I, I just need a little break. I need a little break from being righteous. I need a little break from knowing that, you know, God, I don't want you to know everything about me. We have people in our lives that we build walls. We build boundaries. We build obstacles between us because there's something about that person we don't completely trust. There's something about that individual that we don't completely resonate with. And we have these people in our lives and we, and we put up those walls because there's some things that are just ours just ours. But the fact of the matter is, is David recognizes that they're really not just ours because God already knows this. So he's asking God, where can I go to hide from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I take the wings, excuse me, if I ascend to heaven, you're there. If I make my bed in Sheol, which is hell, you're there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me. And your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light be, the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as, the, as day, for darkness is as light with you. And the reason it's light with God, because God is light. He is the light of the world. So there's no dark 
place that you can go and hide. There's no place that you can run. There's no place. And David is, you know, he's recognizing this. You know, I've committed these sins. I had an adulterous affair with Bathsheba. I'm now going to be a father. And I can't let her husband know about it. And let me see. How can, how can I get this and feel good about this? All right, I'm fighting the war against the Philistines. Let me send him to the front line. It, it, he's not going to make it on the front line. Then, then, then I can make things right with Bathsheba. I can raise this child. When all in reality, he committed the sin when he first lusted and looked upon Bathsheba in lust. So there was nothing he was going to do after that but ask for forgiveness, to seek that relationship with the Lord, to seek that repentance. And he's sitting here and he's begging God, God, how can I get away from you because you are making me feel so guilty, my conscience. And actually, God's not making him feel guilty. It's his conscience. It's the Holy Spirit within him. That's why he asked, where can I go to get away from your spirit, to get away from your presence? But God is omnipresent. He's everywhere in everything that we do. So getting away from him is not a, not possible. Not possible. Even when we are in our darkest moments and we're in our deepest valley and we don't feel like God's there for us and we don't feel like God can hear us, he is right beside us. The fact of the matter is, where is your relationship with God? Why are you trying to run from him? He's already there. He already knew what you did. He already knows what you're going to do. Why are you running from a relationship that he just wants you to talk to him? He just wants you to communicate with him. He just wants you to trust him in this journey and seek his love and seek his mercy and seek his forgiveness so that you can find joy in peace and, and forgiveness and moving forward. It says in Psalms 139, verse 13, it says, For you formed my inner parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. These plans that God talked about yesterday in our scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, those plans that he had for Israel to be taken over by Babylon, to be humbled, to get rid of their pride, to understand that they are his people, to understand that, that he is their God, is the same thing with us. We go through trials and tribulations because our flesh of the world, our pride, our jealousy, our selfishness, our arrogance, our egos get in the way of the fact that He's God. He created us. He knows everything about us because He created our inwardmost parts and knitted us together in our mother's womb. I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. This is what I think is funny. And we'll stop right there for Scripture today. I just want to focus and hone on to this part because this is finally to the point that David recognizes he was made for a purpose. He was made for a reason. And yes, he made a bad decision. He sinned. He screwed up. He messed up. He made a mistake. And it doesn't matter if he tries to run to 
the uttermost parts of the world, if he goes to hell, if he goes to heaven, it, it doesn't matter because God's present is omnipresent. He's there. He's omnipotent. He's all-knowing. He knows what you've done. He knows what you're going to do. He knows your decisions that you're making and, and the thoughts that are running through your head right now as we're going through this podcast and, and going through his scripture and delving into the scripture. Don't you think that a God that knows that much about you, if he knows that much about you and everything that you've done wrong, you're doing wrong right now and that you're going to do wrong in the future, but he still wants a relationship with you, don't you realize that you yourself were fearfully and wonderfully made for a reason, for a purpose? God doesn't make junk. God doesn't make mistakes. He makes perfection. And yes, we are not perfect on earth. We will not receive our perfection until we are in eternity with Him through salvation, through Jesus Christ. But that's the awesome part. Here on earth, we get to strive for that perfection. We get to seek that glory. And we get to seek that example that God wants us to be. And we get to go through the trials. We get to go through the circumstances. We get to go through the obstacles so God can purify us and make us pure. If you want the purest amount of gold, right? Okay, go to a jeweler. You want the most purest, purest gold that could ever be established. Well, that jeweler is going to have to put that gold in fire. And it's called trial by fire for a reason. He's got to get rid of the impurities. Just like God in our life, he's got to get rid of those impurities. He's got to get rid of the, that sin flesh, the pride, the ego, the egotistical, the uh, narcissism, the selfishness, the lustfulness, the anger, the resentment, whatever it is. He's got to refine you. He's got to mold you. He's got to make you. And we recognize that we are important because, number one, God knows everything about us, but he still wants a relationship with us. He already told us in Jeremiah 29, 11, for the plans that I have for you are plans to prosper you, plans for your welfare, Plans for hope. Plans for a future. And God knew about those plans because he formed our inward parts and knitted me together, knitted you together in your mother's womb. So be like David. Recognize who you are in Christ. Your identity has got to be found in Christ. It can't be found in the world. It can't be found in you know, LGBTQ plus. Your identity is found in Christ. A gender identity that the society seems to be going through right now, it's, it's a fault. It's, your gender is your gender. Your identity, 
who you are, who you're going to be, is found in Christ. Because He's who made you. And He knew where you came from, where you're at presently, and where you're going. And I implore you to recognize, if you're on this journey with me and you're wanting to chase God, the first thing that you've got to do is you've got to recognize how important you are to Christ, to God Himself. You want me to tell you how important you are? Well, first of all, you're important to Him because He made you and He knows everything about you. But second of all, the true tale of how important you are to Him is in John three, sixteen. For God so loved you, He actually so loved the world that whoever believed in Him would have eternal life with Him. Being made perfect in Him. That He gave His only Son. He had one. No other. But He gave His one Son so that He could have many sons and daughters so that they could find their identity in Him because it is in Him that you were made. For God formed you in your inward parts and knitted you in your mother's womb. So let's come together like David and let's praise God. For we are fearfully and wonderfully made for a reason. And the trials by fire that you're in right now are just to purify you. Just to refresh you just to get you to that point that you know who you are in Christ. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this evening. Thank you for this quick devotion and opportunity to speak to my listeners, dear God. And I pray that they will review over Psalms 139 verses 1 through 14 to recognize Stop running. Stop trying to hide from God because God's there. Stop, stop trying to hide your faults and your weaknesses and your sins from God because He already knows. He knew before He made you and He still chose to make you. And recognize that their identity is in you and they are fearfully and wonderfully made in you and that you loved us so much that you sent your only son to provide us a way to get rid of our flesh, sinful flesh, and spend eternity with you, evermore with you, perfect and made perfect in your image with you in eternity. God, let them see that. Let them find that identity. And let them continue to see you working in their lives. Let them see you joining them for the future. And let them continue on this journey of chasing you. Chasing you. Finding your wonderful qualities. That even though sometimes we want to run away from you, there's nowhere we can go that we are not still in your presence. There's nothing that we can do 
that you don't already know. And you love us anyway. And you want to forgive us anyway. And you want to be our Savior anyway. Because you made us. Already knowing all of this about each one of these listeners, myself, you already knew this anyway. So God, we are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. And we thank you for that. We thank you for your son. We thank you for your salvation. We thank you for this scripture. And most of all, we thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you, God, for all you're doing and all that you're going to do. In your precious holy name, amen. Thank you so much for joining me this evening on our podcast of Reflective Faith Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I recommend that you share it with others and ask them to join this journey with you. Be accountable to each other. Hold each other accountable. Have you studied your Bible? Have you studied these scriptures? And I encourage you to reread these scriptures and make sure you truly know where your identity is. In your precious name, thank you so much. Thank you, Jesus. See you next time.